Oh, anyway. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa we express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala, and we seek blessings upon the Prophet, peace be upon him. Alrighty, <laughs> so continuing our exploration of Surah 4, Ayah 34. Oh, first some, uh, some basic announcements. Class, yes, tomorrow, not on Monday. Wednesday will be our last class, because Thursday I'll be in class. Unless somehow Ramadan, you know, continues into Friday, but doesn't look likely. So we have three more classes after today. Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, inshallah. Made it through the whole month, inshallah, almost. Yeah, mashallah. Survived. You all survived me and my jokes. Okay. And on a serious note, getting to the second half of the very famous Surah 4, Ayah 34. So we discussed extensively the first half now let's get into the actual steps that are being stated and i will also illustrate why or explain why i regard this not as a prescription but as a restriction but we're still going to look at it both ways because a whole lot of people still look at this as a prescription so first let's lay out the parts Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Was that Asya? Or was that was that um, Brother Bossit who made the sound? Okay. So screen share. You all see my screen? Yes, pretend. Yeah, very good. Okay. All righty. So Well, so I have 34. What is the scenario, the context? Is oh, here it is. Okay, the context is essentially what? If you fear. No shoes. If you fear ill conduct, sometimes translated as rebellion, what do the translators say? If you fear, here it says arrogance. If you fear rebellion, if you fear high handedness, nobody in the world knows what that means. If you fear rebellion, if you fear rebellion, you know, if rebellion is the translation, then it seems to follow, uh, Olfath, related to our conversation yesterday here in class, that obedience is referring to obedience to the husband. What do you think? Well, unless they're rebelling against Allah. Yeah, so it could be still rebellion against Allah as well. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> the context. Is that what the word means? Though? The shoes? Yeah. The shoes, I think, is in the universe of rebellion. Let's see if we can find it in our wonderful corpus. I don't think this word comes very often. So 
34 and uh, yeah so so if we put this together it's i think rebellion is too strong of a word rebellion would be like the law right in the quranic context but something maybe that's why the one translation said high-handedness and there's two parts here to the issue one is the apparent or perceived conduct What is the first part given to us in the context, in the ayah? Could you all hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, You, the husband... fear that this is taking place try this thing is my computer wants really badly to restart you fear apparent or what you perceived as this ill conduct that's the context so we'll read this two ways one way is the common way And I don't even know of polite words to use here, but if the husband is perceiving some sort of rebelliousness from the wife, then the prescription and then we're going to look at it as a restriction also, but it's going to be the same thing. Step one is what? Is admonish, advise the wife. Step two is separate beds. Step three is daraba. Daraba them, which we've already kind of addressed yesterday. What's step four? Step four is an I of 35. Step four is you arbitrate. You bring in a representative for you, a representative for them, meaning husband, representative, wife, representative. And you basically have them figure out what has to happen. That's step four nobody talks about. So 
when do these things take place? Each one, the general understanding is night one. night two, and then night three. Yeah. And then you go there. So what are your thoughts? Who wants to jump in and break the ice again? What are your thoughts about this as a prescription? Sadia, you're about to say something. Yeah, I was going to say, um, is it supposed to be in a nightly progression like you mentioned? Night one, two, three, four? Uh, the common understanding, or you can call it day one, day two, day three, day four. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, So you have warned them, but then give them some time. Keep going. Instead of separating beds the next day and the next day. So, okay. I'm I'm just I just assumed that this is what it meant. Okay, fair enough. Let's even say that. <clears throat> Let's say hypothetically it's a week or that they're all different amounts of time. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. And your thoughts. What what's the level of rebellion? So that is not stated. That is hard to find. If we base it on the beginning of the ayah, it could be a lack of obedience either to the husband or to Allah, depending upon however we define it. Could be that the private matters are not being guarded. What else could it be? What I have been thinking about is the per, the word perceived or fear, ill conduct, or you know some that also indicates that it might not have happened yet, but you think it might. Okay. Yeah. So that is quite subjective. Mm -hmm. So how do we define what are the boundaries of that arrogance or ill conduct, and how? I mean, how the husband has the full right to decide on that. Okay. So give People me some boundaries. People have the wrong idea of an ill conduct, maybe. Sure. So give me some boundaries. So Jewel suggested, for example, what if she is not praying? Sure. I mean, I'm asking everyone, you know. Oh. I mean, including Sadia. Yeah. Hold on. So I believe from Sadia's points that uh, then that, that will be the step four, arbitration, right? Uh, then in, the, in that case, you need the arbitration that you need a person from her side and from your side, and then, then you can discuss if something um, is some sort of arbitrary and it is not very clear, or if she is doesn't agree to his uh, uh, his point, point of view or... Mm -hmm what he suspects okay maybe he's wrong mm -hmm. so uh one question that's going to be immediately part of all this that we may get to because it's not for we might still discuss it um it doesn't appear for like adi is what if it's the other way around 
right here is clearly talking to the husband about the wife. What if it's the wife about the husband? So, for example, even using Jules' example, what if the wife is praying but the husband is not? Okay. Those we're going to do later. And in fact, I'm sure everyone wants to discuss it. Uh, what you're going to find may not actually be that satisfactory, but we'll still discuss the ayah that will be related to that. But in your thoughts, what could be the scenario of this nushuz, uh, ulfat, or any other reflections? I don't know about scenario. I still, I'm still trying to figure out what that could look like. But um, kind of going back to the point of it being perceived. What if it's perceived, but it's not a wrong, but it's not a right reading yeah. of the situation? That hints. So apparent or perceived. That's my word choices. And essentially, apparent would be the nushuz. The perceived would be the fear of it. Yeah, but the fear of it may not. Yeah, you're right. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's that's what makes it very subjective. The husband has full right to just decide on his own that, you know, what okay. he perceives it to be wrong, while mm -hmm. it may not really be wrong. For example, I mean, it could be about any sort of relationship-related issue with the in-laws or, you know, what he thinks is lying is not probably lying. Maybe he's not allowing the woman to, to, um, to explain, you know, okay. things like that. So there's a lot of gray area in that fear of arrogance. So I'm just trying to understand that. Sure. So I'm going to separate two scenarios. Uh, the scenario of the husband who is not being sensible. Okay. And I'm going to suggest for this first part of the description, if you look at it as a prescription, we're talking about the husband who is being sensible. So let's say the hypothetical case, maybe some of you don't believe that such a person can exist, but a person like a husband who is essentially fair and kind and all those things the obligations the husband has and he is the one in this situation regarding his wife does that change anything for y'all so if it's a person who's not sensible uh this i'm going to call this a restriction and we'll talk about that aspect for a second uh sabrine i feel like this if the husband is sensible he wouldn't need this prescription. Well, that's what he, I'm trying to figure out. Like the Quran doesn't really talk to people that are sensible. I think it always talks to people who are sensible. I mean, just I mean, I sensible, sensible. I'm saying not talk. I meant like guides. It's supposed to be for. That's what's so confusing is that I feel like a sensible person wouldn't need such simple. Okay, I think One, we're going two, from the perspective that the wife is sensible here too. No, that's not what I'm suggesting. I'm saying that the scenario here is if we speak hypothetically, husband is being sensible. Wife is doing this nushuz, which is translated all kinds of different ways, ill conduct. Uh, so if they're both sensible, the eye doesn't apply to anybody. Hmm. Makes sense what, I, what I'm arguing? That mm -hmm. if it, if the husband's not sensible, he's going to look for a reason to be a tyrant. You know? But he's going to be a tyrant with or without the Quran, right? 
if the husband is sensible, then we're speaking of a context if the wife, and sensible, of course, is only a very, very general word. So that's what I'm suggesting is the scenario that the I is addressing. Okay, sensible, so fair husband, but the wife, there's something, you know, ill conduct wise going on here. Make sense? So then I, okay. I guess I assume it would be the ill conduct that's against God. So we could go with that argument, you know, uh, let's say, you know, like with Jules' example, she's skipping prayers or she's skipping obligations without justification or something. Mm -hmm. Or what else is taking place? Uh, you have the obligation not to be friends with people whom your spouse disapproves of, but let's say wife is not listening. I'm throwing these as just hypotheticals for the discussion. Zishan. I was going to say, like, it sounds like there's like probably... Uh the more uh, there's a category of saying abuse, right? Like there's a there's an easy category of which is harmful, things which are harmful, known harmful, and is also addressed in the previous ayahs, right? Like, you know, abuse and you've taken the right and the money and all mm -hmm. that, but be addressed in the previous things. And then the there are more interpersonal conflicts. I think it gets very gray when we come to a, which is not, it's harmful mentally and emotionally, uh, but is it truly in? Is it harm uh, harmful from a monetary perspective or a person perspective? I think that's where it gets very tricky. Whether like how do you define rebellion? Is it yeah. against God? Is it against like uh, the concept we had about is everyone okay? If mm -hmm. the relationship is harming people in discussion, it's pretty fair. Like yes, like you know you have therapy and 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 leading up to all these things, but. I think it's, I think that those two categories might be easier. And I think that's what you meant when you said sensible, right? Like mm -hmm. you're excluding all of the, like the more extreme things, which are yeah. uh, more easier to decipher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much so. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Sadia, were you raising your hand again or is this from before? Yeah, no, I was. Uh, so to Sab Sabrine's point, um, if we assume that he's sensible. So yes, and sensible people can come across a lot of difficult situations. Um, and honestly, sometimes women can be very difficult. <laughs> Being a woman, I can I can say that. Sure, um, I mean, that goes both ways, obviously, but yes. Both ways, yeah. But yeah, so um, that's a given. But I think that if we keep all of those uh, assumptions in mind that uh, you have mentioned. I think this is a this is a good progression, and um, I'm fine with that. Okay. Yeah. The the prescription is it's it seems pretty sensible to me. Okay. So give me a minimum level of what we would call ill conduct. That's the thing that you know. Deciding what ill conduct would be, I'm I'm assuming kind of that it's gonna be things that are big, huge so nature instead of small. What is it? Don't give me adjectives. Give me a thing. Um, lying. Okay. Or giving money to somebody without his permission. Like his money. Okay his money to leave without his permission or okay. allowing somebody to the house that he doesn't approve of. Okay. Things like that are 
Mm-hmm. I think these are all good. What does everyone else think about these? Abuse. <laughs> like he's abusing her, okay, or she's abusing him, okay. Yep. Okay. Anyone else? Any other suggestions? What would we include in ill conduct? I think it could also be ill conduct with other people that, okay. uh, that you know, not directly with him, maybe with kids or somebody, something like that. Although um, there are boundaries about <laughs> uh, what a woman is supposed to do for the kids and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, it could also be related to other people in his life that are important mm-hmm. to him mm-hmm. and they matter. Okay. So let's say his mom, his dad. Or yeah. Uh, okay. And, right. and your and thoughts? Oh, sorry. Okay. Your thoughts? <clears throat> Anything that Allah wants protected? Sure. Yes, yeah, I'm still stuck. I'm still, I haven't moved on on the fact that it's very subjective. Like, yeah, so I'm asking for give me a, from that. give me uh, things that you know seem fair that from his subjective perspective she is doing or she is not doing. I mean, she could also be having some um, extramarital relationship. Okay. Um. Mm, having friends that are not good for her or obviously I mean no subjectiveness there like obviously bad for her or for a person like a bad influence and they're affecting the relationship mm-hmm. um, Hamid says exposing his secrets sure yeah Sabrine give me some stuff give me some uh, uh, some behaviors that are not like subjective or uh the severity is going to be subjective yeah but um uh, uh but give me things that would be in the ballpark of things that we would categorize as ill conduct yes uh having um a male oval while he's not there okay assuming it's not like her dad or brother okay yeah, yeah. um yeah. being out without knowing where he he doesn't know where she is okay um let's see subjective (laughs) i guess it would be more of like for me it would have to fall under the rules what are her roles as a wife like Mm -hmm. if it's against those that i would perceive as subjective okay that are clear and not as a misunderstanding sure sure uh i think there's the natural concern about the abuse of this yeah. yeah. And I think that's what's making part of the discussion difficult. Yeah. Right. And I'm saying, let's go down the road and separate, you know, what seems fair from what is, uh, you know, what is exploitation of, of, you know, what's being allowed here is, you know, the point I suggested either yesterday or the day before the class yesterday or the class before that, I think it was yesterday. I don't know, I doubt in the entire history of the Quran that someone read this and thought, oh, I need to be mean to my, I have to beat my wife. I'm skeptical that that's, a th- I mean, of course, there's always going to be examples, but I'm skeptical that that's an actual thing. As opposed to 
a guy who's furious and says, look, this says I can beat her. And that situation I've had where the guy is, you know, his anger is that uncontrollable that even explaining it to me, he's pointing out this ayah saying, this is permission for why I was allowed to hit my wife and his wife, you know, stuff really had a black eye. Right. Those cases I've seen. That's yeah. all I've seen. That's why this ayah is just like, Okay, fair enough. fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But we're still going down the road. Other thoughts? Anyone else? So I don't remember the exact details of the story, but there is, I, I know in the Sira there was one time when the Prophet Sallallahu retreated from his from his wives. Yeah, he got really upset. Point, yeah, and then at some point Sayyidina Abu Bakr and Sayyidina Omar went to speak to him. It was like, are you going to divorce them? Because everyone was worried. Yeah. I don't remember the details of the story, but that kind of comes to mind now that we're having this discussion and trying mm -hmm. to look at it from a different lens. So so some of the backstory is <clears throat> Aisha and I think Hafsa, two of the younger wives, got together and they had, uh, for lack of a term, we're going to call it jealousy, that the Prophet peace upon was spending time with this other wife uh, in part just because of his relationship with her and or because she used to sell honey and he really liked honey and so he'd be with her and so what they came up with was that uh, you know when he would be with them if he would come to them after being with the other wife they would start complaining you know why do you smell so bad right and he was very very he liked good smells he was very conscious of his smell and so they had the scheme that uh, and I don't want to use disrespectful language for, for the mothers of the, of the believers that, uh, you know, he was with her, he was with his wife and ate some honey. And now because of the honey, he smells really nasty. And and so this is going on for a, a short period of time. And then Jibreel alayhi salam informs the Prophet peace on what happens. So then the Prophet asks Aisha, is this true? And then she says, who told you? rather than owning up and so then the prophet gets so upset he says i'm not spending any time with any of my wives for a month and so he stays in this room by himself and then as the news is traveling then you know Abu Bakr think that okay is the next step mean he's gonna he's gonna divorce them and so then the prophet peace be upon him receives ayahs from allah asking why are you making something haram for you that is halal and so he's sort of being corrected for his choice that this might have been a little bit too severe. And he still had to fulfill his oath. And so after 29 days, he he came down from the room he was staying in. And then some said, well, you came down a day early. He goes, no, a month is also 29 days. And, and yeah, and so <clears throat> that could be step B here. Good old. Do we have any examples of the prophet, peace be upon him, hitting any of his wives? No, we don't. We don't have any examples of that. We don't have any examples of hitting in any capacity, even, you know, the, you know, what I'm calling the ritual tap. So. All right. Any other thoughts, reflections on this? What if we reverse it? Shayla. So I also, you know, struggle with this as well, but I, yeah. I just don't, there was some, I can't remember which 
which I uh, was earlier that we talked about, but I had the similar thought of like, why would God make it so ambiguous? Like what kind of situation this is mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. why, like I'm, I'm trying to understand the divine wisdom, like, because he knows like humans and he knows men and that they'll like misuse this. Mm -hmm. So why not make it entirely clear what the intention was mm -hmm. um, so that we can more clearly grasp this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know that you know the answer, but just, you know, like if this is meant to be guidance, like I want more. <laughs> sure. So this is why I read this as a restriction, not a prescription. And the emphasis here is on point number one, if you fear. So what I'm suggesting is that this is not necessarily the case of, well, it's definitely not the case of perceived rebellion from the wife. There'd be no justification for, for any of this if it was perceived. So. But if we read this as restriction, then we're speaking in the context of a person who is angry. And what is, anybody remember, what is the first obligation the husband has to the wife and what is the second obligation? Anybody remember? We talked about this like some weeks back. Hamid. Uh, being nice. Second obligation is to be nice, is kindness. First obligation is the marriage gift. So the second obligation is kindness. And so if he is angry with her, justified or not, the extent of violating the term of kindness that he's allowed first is to admonish her. If that doesn't cool his anger, the second step that he is allowed is to sleep in a separate bed. If that isn't enough to cool his anger, then the third step that he is allowed is the ritual tap. If that isn't enough to cool his anger, then they need to go into some sort of arbitration. So here, I'm reading this in the context not of someone who just can't control their anger at all, but they are very severely upset and they're unable to cool off. So scenario one, for whatever reason, you're upset and then you just deal with it like as a mature adult. Okay. And then my, my hand went up. Scenario two, or so that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is you just can't do anything, control your anger and you're violent. Okay. This eye is not going to do anything for you. Okay. But the person who is in between in that moment where their anger is so severe that they can't cool off, but they still have self-control. 
then these are the exceptions that you are allowed. One is to be unkind to her in speech. And we could do it night, 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 or we could do it week, week, week. You know, whatever uh, that's uh, whatever seems to make sense. And then the second, if admonishing her, the violation of your obligation to kindness, if that has not been enough for you to get some enough satisfaction to cool your anger, then sleep in a different bed. Now think about how much anger that would have to be that he still has control, but he's still upset for whatever reason. And so now he's sleeping in a separate bed. And then if that is not enough, you go through this ritual tap. Thoughts, if we look at this as restrictions, meaning this is the extent that you are allowed to violate your obligation of kindness because of your anger, meaning the problem is in the husband, not the wife. And again, if it's uh, a common case of anger where, okay, the husband was made upset for whatever, and then he just has to calm himself down. And then the other extreme is a guy who just is a tyrannical temper. Yeah, that's not going to, that's, uh, so the first scenario, the eye is not really going to apply. The second scenario, the eye is not going to help anything. But for all those scenarios that are in between, this is the extent of what you're allowed. Thoughts? Anyone? Hold on. So, so I was going to go with that. Okay. If, if the anger is justified and uh, and but if the anger is not justified from the wife's point of view, uh, then she has to uh, persevere through all these first three options before go to arbitration, right? Yeah. Maybe the uh, maybe the uh, uh, step for her is only to arbitrate because they they are not able to get to some get to somewhere, mm-hmm. but she has to persevere through A, B, C mm-hmm. before D, right? So keep going. So, so in that case, uh, these are the things like, um, um, yeah, that's 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 what I'm thinking. That for the for the wife's point of view, I was thinking that she has to persevere through a, a, persevere through ABC mm-hmm. uh, before uh, uh, rationally uh, or before bringing external people into the into this mm-hmm. situation, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jewel, you're saying no. Um... I'm not uh, understanding what the no is about, but uh, okay. So speaking from the wife perspective, but what are your thoughts about this in terms of the case of the husband whose anger is there justified or not? And it's lasting beyond how much in anger might last in a person, whether hour, a couple hours a day, and it's persisting. Um, Are you raising your hand newly or was that from before? Uh, I had a different question. Okay, uh, go for it. Well, um, my question, perhaps you touched on this. I do apologize. I was a little late. Uh, can you kind of talk about what admonish means in this context? So I would look at as uh, admonish as verbally. Uh, so the general definition would be uh, verbally uh, uh, an exception to the kindness that you are required. 
that you're otherwise normally seeking to fulfill, which could be, you know, in the form of a complaint. I don't think it includes raising your voice. So is there a, a, dis, a distinction between raising a complaint nicely and raising a complaint not nicely? Yeah, you could say I'm upset. And as opposed would... to, I hate you, woman, go to hell, right? You know, uh, right? Well, the reason I'm asking is because you were saying, like, the admonish thing, the, the requirement to be nice is kind of lifted. So I'm saying, I'm, is, is I'm, it impossible to admonish, like, while you're still nice? Or is this, like, a different level of admonishment? I'm speaking of something beyond stating it nicely. No. Mm. Make sense? Uh, Jewel, to your question, Daraba uh, is common. So Daraba is translated a bunch of different ways. It's also used uh, to speak of uh, the same root word as parable comes from, like to make an example, not to make an example of someone by making them suffer, but to give an example of something uh, in other places in the Quran. Here is commonly understood. There's one translator who's often criticized for give, going in a different direction, but it's commonly understood to speak of something physical. But there's no amount of intensity that is built into the word as opposed to like thrash or something like that, or tap. Sabrine. I forgot my question already, I'm sorry. All right, chill. Your thoughts, Olfats. Um, There's something you said earlier, again, just a while ago that I missed when you were saying the problem is in the husband, not the wife. Yeah. I didn't understand that part. Could you please repeat it? So let's say <clears throat> wife does something that makes the husband angry that a third party person will say, yeah, he should be totally angry about this, right? Or let's say the wife might seem to do something and the husband's suspicious, like he, like suspicion has got stuck in his, in his head. He technically hasn't done anything. Then it's all in his head. But it's stuck and in a normal case of suspicion or anger the husband has to deal with it himself but for whatever reason it could be some other repeated behavior that is not necessarily a violation but enough that it keeps fueling this fire in his head and it's all in him that otherwise he's a sensible husband but for some reason this is where he is and so he's struggling to cool off. And so this is the extent that he is allowed. So if it's in his head and there's not, there's what I'm understanding, potentially nothing there, he can still go through these steps? So this is the extent that he's allowed for him to cool off. If the normal processes of cooling off, for whatever reason, are not working. So think of this as increasing levels of relief or release might be a better word. When, what, what did the prophet often do peace upon when he'd be upset with something at home? Uh, he'd leave the house and he'd go for a walk. Uh, he'd get on his horse and go around for a while. Let's say for whatever reason, we have this scenario where that is not working for this person. And so this is the extent of what he's allowed to do. 
But if it's in his head, why is she paying the price for that? So the point being that everything else is not working. That's what we're saying here. See what I'm saying? That if we have, you know, the scenario where he can go leave the house, figure out, you know, how to cool off his anger, go drink some cold water, go lie down, everything. Done. Whether she caused it or not, you know. But, you know, let's say, for example, um, you know, he asks her, okay, yeah, when you go out with your friends, uh, and I'm giving you real world scenarios. Uh, uh, he, you know, he says, okay, when you go out with your friends, uh, just give me an update on, you know, where you are. I just want to make sure you're safe. She forgets. Okay. Fine. And then she goes out again and then she forgets again, not out of any malice. Okay. And this keeps happening and now it's getting under his skin. Okay. And he even recognizes rationally that, uh, you know, that she's just forgetting, but then it's feeding into something else. You know, she doesn't respect me. That's why she's forgetting. She's not going to remember. She remembers it for everybody else, blah, 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 blah. Right? This is the extent of the violation of kindness that he's allowed. And so we're speaking essentially that uh, for, I suspect, if we went through this process for let's say hypothetically 75% of the people, step A is all they need. And then of the remaining 25%, 75% of those people are resolved by number two. And then of the remaining, whatever number that is, 21% of the people, 75% of those people are resolved by number three. What do you think? Kind of makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm speaking of this in, like, this became clear to me, or I shouldn't say clear to me, but I started looking at this as a restriction from just all the different cases that I get pulled into. That it seemed, I can understand it being a prescription, but more often it actually seems to be a restriction. Prescription in the sense that, <clears throat> you know, wife is, is, is still just very, very immature, and husband is just so frustrated. Okay, seen those. But also in many cases, you know, the wife isn't malicious, but for whatever reason, she's just having so much fun with her friends, she forgets. But he's receiving it, you know, because of his own issues, he's receiving it as disrespect and all that stuff. Or he doesn't, she doesn't value me. And so this is the extent of what he's allowed. Uh, Sadia, are you newly raising your hand or is it from before? Yeah, newly. Yeah. So, you know, when, uh, subhanAllah, you, when you mentioned the restriction part, um, I recall the previous ayah in which um, she was, um, it was uh, suggested to keep her homebound. And that was also to make sure her protection Possibly. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, now that I think about it, it seems pretty consistent with what we have learned before, um, you know, about these things. And it seems like it's more uh, if we see it as a restriction on the man, then it's basically a protection for the woman. 
rather than how it is generally seen, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, because, you know, as women, we get offended by this whole, you know, scenario. Mm -hmm. So I think that, uh, subhanAllah, uh, number one, it's acknowledging the fact that men can be abrasive and they can go, you know, beyond their limits and whatever. That's actually what was concerning to all of us initially when we started talking about it. So it's actually acknowledging that and then restricting him to protect the woman so that he doesn't go beyond a certain point. Mm -hmm. So subhanAllah, this is amazing. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Including pushing back. So, yeah, uh, so I believe uh, uh, this uh, point A, B, and C, admonish, separate bed, and then um, the C point. So I'm sure these are not happening very subsequently or very fast. There's a lot of discussion is happening between each point. And then, so that is, this is a point of restriction that if, if even between point A and B, for maybe a one week has passed by or two weeks have passed by. Mm -hmm. It's still not settling it. So the so and 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 for the husband, the level of uh, uh, like being um, anxiety or anger is still not is still the same or has increased mm -hmm. after all the discussion. So this is a sort of restriction. He's being more restricted. Okay, means this is much you can do. You can okay go to step B. Mm -hmm. You can separate the bed or even after like like a week of that, it's not. And that mm -hmm. is a that is a very extreme point that you are sleeping apart for a week, for example. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. It's a big thing, actually. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure by time a lot of situations should be settled. Yeah, that's the that's uh, what I'm suggesting here. Sadia and then Shela. So I wonder uh, if we could flip um, and bring Aya number thirty-five into the scenario before. Mm -hmm. B is uh, exercise. So after warning, advising, or communicating, if you feel like you cannot really communicate, can you flip the order and then just bring a mediator first before you go to the other steps? Uh, yeah, I would or look to... a counselor or something like that? That I would say would... Uh, you can skip all of the steps and go straight to D, yes. Mm. Shela. So um, you had mentioned that we could, that there were some other ayahs which talked about like a situation for like where it's a little bit more flipped, but not exactly the same. I yeah. mean, can we, can we, we might've said this already, but can we assume that this also applies to the man and the women's role and vice versa or no? Uh I think if we apply it, uh, if we reverse it, I think it's fine. Meaning, what is the impulse here? The impulse is how do you get tranquility back in the family? Right? That's the, the thrust here. Uh, the other ayah, I will have to find it. It's in the latter part of the surah. The short version, it's basically saying to the wife uh, that if you can't deal with it, either live with it or move on. Uh, 
Now, if we apply this, that this is also the prescription for the wife with the husband. Uh, what do you all think? Does it make sense? Same way? Yes, yeah, Sabrina. Um, actually, that's why I raised my hand, because what if this just becomes repetitive, like the ill conduct? Well, then we go to D. Then we go to arbitration. Okay. We'll talk more fully about the arbitration, Aya, inshallah, tomorrow. So. Well, it, it also depends the the nature of the issue they are discussing. Is do mm -hmm. you want to expose that something to arbitrator right away, or you need to settle it among yourself? Right? Yeah, I think that's that's also a fair concern. Again, if it's if it's a case of abuse, and the wife is enough empowerment, two ways. I'm saying culturally and also it's just emotionally, right? If sometimes if you're very often for being abused, you lose all of your sense of empowerment and agency. Um, then she goes to an outside source for help, right? Uh, but if we're speaking of irreconcilable conflict, yeah. then uh, let's say you go through these steps, doesn't work, then you might go to step D. And D may not work either. Then what's step E? Divorce. Yeah. Uh, Ofat, were you raising your hand? No, but I was wondering if I understood correctly. If the roles are flipped, it's either take it or leave it. Let There's me let no me let me find the ayah. Let me find the ayah. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Inshallah. Uh, Sadia. You know, it made me think of uh, when you mentioned divorce. Um, made me think of. Um, uh, narration about uh, Hazrat Ibrahim who visited Ismail and he was not at home. Um, I'm only paraphrasing and yeah. uh, may God forgive me for any mistakes. Um, so um, he visited him and he was not home. Uh, Ismail was not home. So he met the wife and he asked him, asked her, um, how are things with you? Yeah. Uh, and she starts complaining. Mm -hmm. And uh, she says, you know, this is power. There's a lot of poverty. And, you know, she's just complaining about the situation. Mm -hmm. And then so he says, uh, um, at the time of leaving, he says, tell your husband that um, he should not keep the door at the gate. Yeah. Change the front door, basically. Yeah. Right. Um, and then he... Um, uh, Ismail comes home and he asks what he said and she tells him the whole story and then he understands what Ibrahim um, meant and then he divorces her mm -hmm. and then uh, same thing happens uh, after some time same same steps and Ibrahim comes and uh, the wife is you know so it's, a new, it's a new wife a new wife it's yeah. a new wife yeah and uh, she's all grateful about everything, no complaints, no nothing. And upon leaving, and he says, oh, tell your husband that he can keep the door at the gate, whatever mm -hmm. yeah, the term is. Yeah. And so this meant that he, you know, she was a good woman. So it made me think that ingratitude and complaining could actually become a reason of divorce simply. Mm -hmm. We'll complain to a stranger. You know. Yeah, actually, that's right. 
That's a good point because she didn't know who he was. Yeah. He's not guarding his secrets. That was the important, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you. Thank if you. It, yeah, if it was her dad, if she knows it was a dad, it's like, man, what kind of kid did you write now? Anyway, so. Right, and, so we cannot use this as parents telling their sons, <laughs> hey, you can divorce them. Yeah. No, yeah. but it's just a story about gratitude. Mm -hmm. and Any other thoughts? Reflections. Okay, another point I want to add, finishing off, because I'm going to forget to talk about it tomorrow when we do I-35, inshallah, is built into this, whether we look at this as, uh, as prescription to restrictions, we also have three built-in ethics regarding marriage. He has to be kind to her by default. They have to share bed at night. That's why I was choosing night, uh, uh, um, Sadia, because of the separating the beds. Uh, that at night, he has to share the bed with her. Like when I'm officiating marriages, and you know, one of the points I'll make is that part of the purpose, part of the the obligations in a nikah, is that at night, you are at the service of your spouse, right? And then third, he obviously can't hit her. That's the default, right? That's also built into this ethic. Okay. And then fourth, in terms of the arbitration, yeah, uh, you got to keep things between you two. Of course, uh, abuse and all those things are a different situation. Okay, so tomorrow then the goal is to go through I-35 in more detail and make sense of that. And I-35 has a very, very important flaws in it which is what we'll talk about tomorrow any last questions thoughts reflections hopefully the eye makes a bit more sense or is a bit more uh uh comfortable but uh we'll continue tomorrow inshallah subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu wa ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk may Allah tell you all inshallah wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Usually the call just cancels by itself. Oh, and I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs>